Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's baseball podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. This is our 54th episode of the Fantasy MD's. If you guys been along for the ride, even if you're new, you know, if we've helped you out, if you want a, a Fantasy MD's championship, you know, um, we all be asking return is you give us a little five star rating wherever you listen. Um, on the YouTubes, you got to hit the little bell down there, subscribe, you know, if you could leave a comment, you know, that works as well. And also wherever you listen, if it's Spotify, if it's Apple, um, Google Podcasts, where, you know, we're everywhere. If you write a little review on there, it goes a long way to get the Fantasy MDs outreach out there. And we truly appreciate it. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Dominic Martino, here with my partner in crime, my brother, man, Matthew Arne. Matt, how are we doing today, brother? Doing good, man. You know, Taco Tuesday. Had some tacos. There you go. There you go. You know, build my kid a swing set. It's been an eventful day. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I like to hear that. We got little Maggie on the swings now, huh? Yes, sir. Bro, I'm, digging that, I'm digging that shy hat, though. How you doing? Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate a little, you know, a little south side, the, 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 the city connect Jersey for the white Sox. you know, got a little Luis Robert action. My boy, even though he's played, you know, about 60 games this year, still my boy, you know, um, so, uh, you know, we're going to keep it popping as always with a finger on the pulse and, uh, today's, you know, a good one. Um, I believe it was September 23rd, Albert Pujols hit two home runs. He hit 699 and 700. So this will probably be one of the last times we get to give Mr. Pujols a nod, you know, on the fantasy MDs. I believe we've talked about him once or twice before on the year. Cause you know, he's actually had a pretty serviceable year, even for fantasy. And, uh, we wanted to just give him, you know, his, uh, his flowers here as he's headed out, you know, uh, last year in the league, um, he's helped everyone, I think over the past, you know, 15 years in fantasy, if you've had him and uh he's once again as i said he's contributing this year and he joins the 700 uh, the 100 club you know with uh barry bonds hank aaron babe ruth uh mr pulos is the fourth one to join and it's just it's been an honor to watch the guy play as i said you know we kind of just wanted to talk about him one more time before he's on his way out not much really to say you know he's had a pretty decent year especially the last couple of months uh on the year Pujols has a 35 runs 21 bombs 58 rbis chipped in a steal and he's hitting 264 so, you know, if you had him on your team for a little bit, you know, uh, he's been a little bit serviceable. So, you know, 700 club, you know, it's quite an amazing feat for the kid. I mean, for the for the grown man, for the old man. <laughs> so uh, we just wanted to point that out. Matt, if there's anything else you want to add on, uh, Pujols, throw him a little thank you, you know, uh, yeah. be my guest here. I mean, just congratulations. It's all that I really have to say. My man has uh, done something not many people are going to do in the near future, so. It's going to be a small club until it's about like a thousand years worth of baseball. Probably long gone from that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, just congrats. But uh, let's hit that news. Bro. Yeah. yeah, We'll hit the news, you know, as usual, Matt, you know, the routine. And if you guys are new here, Matt just uh, cuts me off whenever he wants to chime in or if I'm ranting a little bit too much over here. Uh, today's kind of like one of those bittersweet days as we're really wrapping up the fantasy season. Uh, you know, everybody should have probably finished up last week. Uh, I know I got myself a little championship in one of my uh, public leagues there and uh, my big money league. I got to give a shout out to my boy, uh, Armando Gomez, you know, uh, actually knocked me out of the playoffs there. You know, I wound up finishing fourth place in uh, Matt and I's big, big money league and my boy Mondo take it. So took it. So uh, shout out to him. 
congratulations, my brother. Uh, with all of that being said, you know, let's uh, jump into the news and notes here. And uh, once again, this is, you know, kind of tough. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to be back this year. So, you know, uh, let's just uh, roll into it. We got Shane Boz of the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, it kind of sucks. You know, he's getting Tommy John. He's not only going to miss the rest of this year, but all of next year as well. We wish the young kid, you know, um, the best, you know, hopefully he comes back strong 2024, you know, him and Walker Bueller. Uh, then we got Julio Rodriguez with that back soreness. The Seattle saying they might try and activate him when he's eligible on October 3rd. That would leave him to play the last three games of the regular season. Once again, don't hold your breath on that one. I think the Seattle Mariners rest him until the playoffs, make sure he's extra healthy. Then we got uh, Mr. Number Two Flanges. I don't think, I think Mondesi is the, you know, the king of the Flanges, but let's call him the prince of the Flanges, uh, Byron Buxton. He underwent successful arthroscopic knee surgery. He's done for the rest of the year. Uh, then we got Tim Anderson. Um, he's done for the rest of the year as well with that finger issue. Um, another guy that's probably done for the rest rest of the year Spencer Strider with that oblique um I believe the Braves came out and said they're going to rest him until the playoffs just once again guys a lot of guys done for the rest of the year so stay tuned we got a good waiver wire segment for here if you unfortunately have to play into this week like myself going for one last championship this year hopefully I could pull it out <laughs> wish me luck fellas uh we got Dustin May uh he's headed to the 15 day IO with a back soreness he will not start again this year and I think the Dodgers plan is to even pitch him out of the bullpen in the playoffs unless they truly need him to get back into that rotation Sonny Gray to the 15 day IL with the hamstring strain he will not play the rest of the season Edward Cabrera will miss his next start with right ankle soreness Mackenzie Gore in you know bittersweet news here he did get rocked you know with um pitched 3.2 innings he gave up six runs in that time as he's working his way back from that elbow issue the Nationals did come out and say they want to get him one start you know before the season ends and it will be against the Phillies this weekend if everything goes according to plan we got Lord Escorial Jr. with that hamstring. He uh, hit through and ran the bases on Monday. The Blue Jays are hopeful he will return uh, before the you know season ends from the IL. But once again, don't hold your breath on that if you're banking on him. So in, uh, in better news, we got three players here that were activated from the IL today. So make sure you get them into your lineups. That is Nick Castellanos from the Phillies. And then we got two Chicago Cubs, Wilson Contreras and Seiya Suzuki. Make sure you have the three of them active in your lineups because I think all three of them have a chance at contributing here down the stretch, especially Seiya and uh, Wilson Contreras. Because Seiya Suzuki actually has been pretty hot down the stretch here before he went down. And then, um, you know, Wilson Contreras has, you know, been a longtime fantasy contributor. So make sure you have him active as well and then i'm going to pass it off to my brother here matt because that's all the news and notes we have for you guys for today going to head into that waiver wire segment uh matt who we feeling on uh today first oh some good names here man you did a good job with the waiver wire section you know what appreciate it i'm gonna switch it up i'm gonna switch it up go for it all right um i'm gonna talk about mr tyler glass now that's your boy. That's yeah. I, I joined the bandwagon too. So Matt, go ahead, go ahead. If so, there's room for me, Matt. If there's room, there's not. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I mean, Glassy's been about what a year, year and a half removed from from TJ. So it's about that time. Um, this is that same kind of situation we got to look out for, like um, what we do with Verlander. Verlander came back around the same time, got one or two starts, and played in the playoffs. So. You know, if if Glassnell has the same opportunity 
you know, he may be valuable for keeper leagues. Um, and I mean, I doubt he's sitting on dynasty uh, waivers, but definitely scoop him up. Um, other than that, you know, I, he may be worth, if you're in this week, um, he's going to get the start and you need to pitch and ditch. And, you know, ERA isn't a factor. I'd probably scoop him up because I'm not seeing him getting a good ERA the first time out. Who knows? I mean, the kid is incredible. But, you know, it's one of those things where he could probably get you a bajillion strikeouts. He's just a strikeout machine, plus it's Tampa Bay. All right, is he pitching at Tampa? It's, oh, no, it's at no, Cleveland. No, he's away. He's at, uh, Cleveland. At, at Cleveland, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he's out there. He's 30, owned to 30%, 30% um, total ownage. And, I mean, let me just read you off what he did right before TJ happened, right? So, in 88 innings, he had five dubs, 123 Ks, um, and a 266 ERA and a .93 whip. I mean, the kid has, like, you know, Cy Young capable, you know, skill. And, you know what, he's definitely worth an ad. And here's the other thing, too. Even if you don't want to keep him, because this is what I'm doing, you, you pick him up now and you store him just so he'll be in the draft next year so nobody comes and picks up the uh, – picks him up and – Keep some next year for you so you can at least have a shot of drafting them. So, yeah, Matt, I'm going to chime in with you and I'm going to say this. Um, I agree with pretty much everything you said there in the sense of right now, Glass now is only owned in 30% of Yahoo leagues. That tells me that either, you know, your league is just not paying attention at all or, you know, a lot of redraft leagues out there on Yahoo. But if he happens to be available in your keeper leagues, you do what Matt exactly what Matt just said. Either you stash him and you keep him away from everybody else for next year, so he's available in your draft. But also, there's a chance you never know what's going to go on in the offseason. You don't know who winds up getting surgery, who winds up getting hurt. So it's always good to take a guy like Glass now and at least have him on your team, so you have the potential to keep him. Or if not, as we just said, you keep him away from everybody else. And being only thirty percent on Yahoo, there's got to be keeper or dynasty leagues out there where everyone's forgot about him, everyone's dropped him. So you know, with him coming out and starting, which is, I believe, tomorrow on the 28th. So you might be hearing this the day of. You still got that opportunity to go out there and pick him up, have him on your team. Maybe he shows out. Maybe he does, a, you know, I think he threw 47. Uh, once again, Tyler Glass now here is who we're talking about. He threw 46 pitches on his last rehab start on Friday. So I'm guessing Glass now maybe is around the same, you know, going out. Maybe he, they want to ramp him up to 60. So maybe you see about three innings from him um, against Cleveland. And they should be a strong um, three innings. He's been pretty good here so far. Let me get you his um, stats so far in the minor leagues on his rehab assignment. And actually look pretty good, you know. Um, so Glass now has pitched only seven innings so far in the minors. But get this, a one two nine ERA. And 14 strikeouts, no seven innings, and a 0-7-1 whip. So the kid's been, you know, right back where he left off. You know, he's 28 years old, so, you know, he's actually getting a little bit up there. But still, you know, he's still got, you know, at least a little few more good years here from him that we could possibly even see him get into his early 30s and uh, still be pretty dominant. You know, I'm a huge Tyler Glass now fan. Uh, before he went down, he was absolutely dominant. I know Matt read you off his 2021 stats, but let's do this. Let's go all the way back to 2019, and we'll even include the – you know, the COVID year in there, you know, even though it really doesn't mean much to me or I think anybody else at this point. But from 2019 to 2021, so the last three seasons for Tyler Glass now, it's 16 wins, four losses, a 280 ERA, 37 starts, 206 innings, 290 Ks in 206 innings, and an 097 whip. So he's definitely somebody that, 
could possibly help you down the stretch, get you a little MDs championship. Or if not, as Matt and I, you know, I can't stress it enough. You, you, you want that, you want as many keepable players on your team as you can, because you never know who's going to get hurt. You never know who's going to be in a bad situation. And actually, if, you know, Glass now, if, they, if, he, if everything goes well, he should line up the pitch against Boston on um, – the 3rd of October and Boston hasn't been good at all this year. I know it's in Boston, but still, I think maybe that's his breakout game as far as this year, you know, gets him back on track against a team like that, where you really just got to avoid Devers and Bogarts and, and you're pretty much golden there. So I could see him building up maybe five, six innings in that game. Hey, he could get you 10 strikeouts. I think he's useful. Glass now is useful for the end of this year. And then especially going into next year, but uh, let's move on from him. You know, I think uh, we, we, we got enough. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to – oh, bless you. Bless you, my brother. Thank you. So let's hop in with the next guy here. And somebody that, you know, Matt and I were high on coming into the year. I know we both drafted him in a bunch of leagues. And that's Hunter Green, starting pitcher from the Cincinnati Reds. And he's been especially hot of lately. His last three starts have been um, absolutely dominant. Um on August 1st, uh, Hunter Green went out six innings, got the win, eight strikeouts, no runs, and a 0-1-7 whip. That was against Miami. And then you say, oh, Dom, that's Miami. Come on, anyone can do that against Miami. All right, all right, I hear you. And then he goes out on September 17th, Hunter Green, six innings, 11 Ks, no runs, 0-6-7 whip. And you say, Dom, who was that against? The St. Louis Cardinals, who beat up on everybody. And then you get the next start. Hunter Green goes up against Milwaukee, five innings. 8Ks, 360 RA, which is a little high. I won't won't argue with you on that, but then a one whip. And then tonight, he's already pitching two innings, four strikeouts, no runs, and a one whip against Pittsburgh. And then he goes, his next start is another good one. He goes up against the Cubs on October 3rd, could help you win a championship. And I think he's somebody you definitely, definitely, definitely got to have on your radar for next year because Hunter Green took his lumps and bumps, you know, into this year with the 4-9-1 ERA and a one whip. But he showed the upside with the strikeouts with a – 113 innings, 146 strikeouts. I think Hunter Green is very young Dylan Cease, very young um, Blake Snell in the sense of trying to figure it out. He throws the ball very, very hard. He's working on that location. He's uh, learning how to suppress runs and not give up home runs. And he's been very good. I just read you off his last three starts. He's looking good so far tonight. And he gets, uh, once again, the Cubs on October 3rd um, to finish out the season. He could help you win an MDs championship. 51% owned for Hunter Green. So you're going to want to go out there and uh, at least give this kid a shot for the end of this year. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's just going to be lighting it up. I like the Pittsburgh matchup. Um, he's gonna he's gonna do big things. Really good next year value, like you said. And at fifty one percent on, he's at least worth a shot moving forward. Um, but let's move on. I think you pretty much covered him. Um, you got a little something right here, Dan. You know. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I don't know what it is, but these uh, these young guys, man, the, the young players, they, you know, they get me going as bad as that sounds. <laughs> I, you know, you better be careful when you say that out, you know. Oh, yeah, right. You might take you uh, real serious there. <laughs> just saying, just saying. But uh, I hear you. let me move on here. So um, we got another one of our guys, somebody that I, I was high on coming into year, my favorite pitching prospect this season. And that's Mr. Grayson Rodriguez. Um, this kid is an absolute animal. Um, when he was supposed to get called up, when he got called up earlier, he got lit up, so we sent him back down. Got called up again, did fairly well, but then got hurt. Um, he finally back 
um, you know, playing games in the minors and he's lighting it up. And it sounds like he's going to get a cup of coffee then the season. Um, he's more of like a deeper league, keeper league. Um, and see what happens. This kid has so much upside for next year. It's outrageous. And possibly for this year, depending on who his start is against. Um, looks like Boston could be the Yankees. We'll see what happens there. But I mean, you know, this is what he's been doing since he's been back. He's got a 263 RA, 132 whip, um, 17 Ks. I mean, that's a, he, the kid's just an animal. He's going to strike out everybody under the sun. And we can see the same thing that we're seeing with Hunter Green. It's going to be ups and downs and ups and downs. I mean, he's a higher end prospect than Hunter Green, but, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, shoot, I don't know what the Orioles did to sell their soul. Um, but, you know, their, their, their prospects have just been absolutely outrageous. So, you know, let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, as, as you said, I was, he's, he was definitely the number one pitching prospect, you know, coming into the year. I still believe that he's right there. There's a couple of guys that, you know, maybe have, uh, been on his tail. Like I love Yuri Perez from the Marlins and, um, there's a couple other guys, you know, uh, Max Myers, another one, but he, fortunately, I think he got TJ. So we're not going to see him for a while. But, you know, I mean, um, Grayson Rodriguez, I almost said Hunter Green again. I'm, I'm on that Hunter Green bandwagon, apparently. But, you know, Grayson Rodriguez, man, he's there's a reason he's uh, the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. Uh, as Matt pointed out, uh, you know, he he was pitching great down in the minors. And then uh, forget exactly what he hurt. Was it his shoulder? Um, let me see if I could find it here. I, I believe it was a shoulder or elbow, but he was able to build back up and, you know, get it going. He's, um, pitched, uh, I believe it was, it's been uh, three starts for him in the minors. Matt read you off those stats. It was 17 strikeouts and 13 innings, two, six, three RA whip is a little high, but something I always like to say on the podcast, when you're first coming back from that injury, um, you know, especially even like a uh, Tommy John, the, the, the last thing that comes back is the control is where you're putting the ball. Sometimes the velocity is right. Right there, you know, the the willingness to be great is there, but it's just, you know, it's that that last thing that comes back is the control. But let me read you off um, Grayson Rodriguez uh, stats in the in the minors here o on the season. Um, he has 17 starts there, uh, six, six wins, two losses, uh, two, six, two ERA, 75 innings, 109 strikeouts and a 099 whip on the year for the kid. Uh, you know, and Grayson Rodriguez's minor league career is just absolutely outstanding altogether. Let's give you, let me give you his whole minor league career. So from 2018 to 2022, Grayson Rodriguez is 25 wins, nine losses, two, four, seven ERA, and that's 68 starts, 292 innings. Matt, how many strikeouts do you think the kid has in 292 innings? Hmm. 365. 419. <laughs> yeah. If you guys aren't watching on the podcast, Matt's eyes, he just did the the big giant eyes. And it's a 094 whip for Grayson Rodriguez. So once again, 292 innings, 419 strikeouts with a 2470 RA and an under one whip. There's a reason Grayson Rodriguez, you know, is the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. As Matt pointed out as well, he might get a cup of coffee here at the end. I think that's uh, what the, you know, Orioles want to do. Give him a little taste of the big leagues, you know, before he um, comes up, you know, to join that rotation uh, full time next year. I'm assuming he'll get the job right out of the, you know, 
uh, spring training as long as everything goes right for the kid. It could be Toronto, could be the Yankees, maybe it's Boston if it's over the next couple of days. I think Grayson Rodriguez right now is more of a deeper keeper league if you're keeping maybe like 15 guys or, you know, in Dynasty if he's somehow available in your league. He is only 13% owned on Yahoo, so there might be, you know, one of those deep keeper leagues or something out there that, um, you know, where where he's available and like we kind of were just saying with Tyler Glass now it's a keep away situation with him as well because you don't want somebody who like that last place team in your league who's just you know this week sitting around you know creeping maybe trying to make a last move and maybe they snag racing Rodriguez and as I say you never know who's going to get hurt in the offseason or you know something happens where you know they're going to miss a uh, first couple of months uh, like a tattoo situation and you're going to want to have somebody like Grayson Rodriguez, you know, just on your team, just to keep him away. Or, you know, you get a little, you know, freaky with it and, you know, maybe you keep him. But Grayson Rodriguez, the upside on him is absolutely um, out of this world. So let's wrap it up here with uh, one last uh, starting pitcher. And it is going to be somebody I've talked about before recently. And he's actually been pretty serviceable. If you listen and picked him up, probably fared pretty well. That's Adrian Sampson of the Chicago Cubs. Now, he's not the most uh, sexy name out there, but um, he's been serviceable. He's been pretty good. I'll give you uh, Samson's last 30 days here. Let's uh, let's go with that. So, Adrian Sampson, over the last 30 days, it's uh, 32 innings, two wins, 16 Ks, 167 ERA, and a 111 whip. So, you'll take that, especially going into the playoffs. And guess who he gets in his next outing on October 1st? Cincinnati Reds, a very, very easy team. And it's not even in Cincinnati. It's in Chicago, which is a great park to pitch in. And Samson won't get you a lot of strikeouts, but, you know, he'll give you the shot at the win against the Reds. And, um, you know, he'll give you – he'll suppress those runs. He'll give you a decent whip. Uh, Adrian Sampson is only owned in 22% of leagues. So, I think he's worth the add. And that's uh, that's about all I got to say about Mr. Sampson. Yeah, I mean, Samson, Samson is a great arm and great talent. You know, it is the Cubs, so he's probably not going to get the dubs. Um, when is he pitching? Uh, I think what I say, October 3rd against Cincinnati. So it's like Sunday, which is good. Um, my only problem with him is he's not in a K for nine or even. Oh, yeah. Good. Like eight, his last last two weeks, 18 innings, nine Ks. So it's about half. But I mean, shoot, he's going to help you with that ERA, get that down. He's a nice uh, pitch and ditch category, uh, pitch and ditch kind of uh, pickup. And that's what I like about him. Especially if you have like six ads, he's definitely somebody I want to add. It doesn't seem like he's going to kill you. Doesn't seem like he's going to, you know, really uh, do much for you outside of maybe bring down the ERA and get you a little bump in the um, the case and whatnot. So, you know, he's definitely a strong ad for that, in my, my opinion. Let's move on to the bats. Um, yes, I mean, I didn't mean to sound like a talk show host, but, you know, no, let's good. move on. <laughs> now, real quick, real quick. Can we do an honorable mention? I know we talked about him last week. We're not, I don't want to beat a dead horse. But if you have, if Vinny Pasquantino is available in your league, the home runs are coming now too. He had a home run the other day. Just want to say honorable mention, uh, and he would be number one. If we, I don't want to beat a dead horse, we've talked about him like the last three weeks in a row. But if Vinny Pasquantino is out there in your league, he is the number one waiver wire pickup. I just didn't want to keep talking about him. We know we talk about him like every week recently, so just didn't want to get crazy into him. But if he's out there, go snag Vinny Pasquantino. But Matt, who's up? Who's up first from the bats? On um, the Italian breakfast. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, the best nickname in baseball right now, the Italian breakfast, Vinny P. Amen to that. But um, right now, let me talk about um, somebody I kind of like. Um, 28% on Mr. Seth Brown. Playing for um, Oakland. He's, you know, he's having a decent last last two weeks, not for nothing. Last week, he had five runs, two bombs, four ribbies, a stolen base, batting 294. 
So you guys all know my saying last time of the year, batting average off the uh, waiver wire is, you know, just gold on the fantasy waivers. Um, I mean, he's getting some bombs too. I mean, in, in two weeks, counting stats surrounding Art Bay, like he had two runs, I mean, seven runs, which only two runs a week before, look at it that way. Four bombs in a total of two weeks, which is two bombs each week, which is real nice. Um, ten, uh, ten ribbies over two weeks with four last week, six the week before, real nice. And uh, what do you call it? Batting 242. So he probably had a terrible batting average week, but he probably just drove it in like a monster, which is fine. Um, seems like he's figuring out how to put the bat to the ball. And, you know, let's go because he going into this playoff push. A lot of players aren't going to play this week. A lot of your studs. You know, it's something to remember. So not for nothing, like, hey, if it's like a Saturday, I mean, if they can guy up to play on Sunday, for instance, and you, and they're not starting into redraft, and drop them to make the move and get get as much, much, much production as you can. This is the time of year where the counting stats are going to be real, real plausible. Um, the only teams that you that the studs are going to play on are the teams that are um, still fighting for a wild card spot. So you got something like that, you know they're guaranteed. But I don't know if you got like a Dodger, a Brave, um, yeah, you know the Yank. They're probably not playing right. At, Judge probably ain't playing the second he breaks the home run record. So you know it's just one of those things where you just got to be careful. And this guy can help you as first base and outfield eligibility. So he can somebody that can really help you out here. Yeah, guys, uh, Matt, Matt just made a great point, you know, in the sense of I fully agree with him. If there's somebody on your team that isn't playing a lot lately or, you know, like he's on one of these teams that are way up, as Matt said, Dodgers, you know, Astros, uh, teams like that, even some Yankees might not be playing that much, you know, here down the stretch. Guy like Seth Brown, you know, he's probably going to be in that lineup every day for the Oakland Athletics. He's hitting fourth, it seems like. Uh, and I'll even give you Seth Brown's numbers over the last 30 days because, they you know, they're, they look a little sexier than the last two weeks. So Seth Brown over the last 30 days has 15 runs, eight home runs, 16 RBIs, one steal, and he's batting 301. So if you know Matt's, uh, you know, saying here about, you know, getting that average off the wave wire, then you're probably already on board with Seth Brown. But he's, he's just been getting it done. Uh, you know, uh, September 24th, he went uh, three for four, three runs, a bomb, two RBIs. So I think if you need that power, somebody who's hitting in the four spot in his lineup, you know, go grab Seth Brown. But let's keep it pushing. Somebody that I've been high on, I picked him up, you know, down the stretch. Uh, he actually helped me out in a bunch of my leagues. He uh, doubled Don the other day, and that's Oscar Gonzalez of the Cleveland Guardians. This kid, man, uh, what what can he do at this point? Um, as I said, on September 24th, two for four, two home runs, two RBIs. Uh, he's just really been getting it done here down the stretch. And if you picked up Oscar Gonzalez um, over your, your playoff run, you, you're doing pretty well. And uh, for the last 30 days, Oscar Gonzalez has 13 runs, six bombs, 19 RBIs, hitting 284. Uh, and Gonzalez is only owned in 44% of leagues. You can go out there and pick him up right now for, you know, pretty much uh, in a little over half your leagues. He finishes up um, with. Tampa Bay and Kansas City, you know, not uh, Tampa Bay's got pretty good pitching, but Kansas City, you know, he can go out there and beat up on a lot of those pitchers. Not really anybody of note on any of those teams. I love Oscar Gonzalez and he's uh, I believe he's only 24, 25. Uh, let me just check that real quick. So I'm not sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 24 years old for Oscar Gonzalez. Definitely somebody you want to keep in mind for next year as well, because I think he's going to get everyday playing time um, going forward uh, into next season. Matt, any thoughts on Gonzalez? I think Gonzalez has been pretty pretty solid. Um, he's somebody that's going to help you get that playoff push. Uh, sorry about that. I'm trying to get the stats up as it's going. Yeah, of course, of course. 
you know, he's on Cleveland, so he's most likely going to play probably to the end, which is another bonus. You know, that's somebody you're going to have to worry about. Oh, I picked him up, and now he's not playing either. So, you know, that's another big bonus. Uh, I'm pretty happy about about scooping him up. I think last week was just a little down week, but he still managed to put up some counting stats, which is real solid. So let's see what he does this week. Um, if he's still still racking it by tomorrow, when you guys are hearing this after tonight's game, I'd probably scoop him up and put him to the test because you're going to be out down some guys going into the weekend, I promise you. No, he's yeah. playing. So let it rock and let's get that ship. But um, let's move on here. Um, I'll save the other guy for you. I, I know where you're going. It's, I got you. I appreciate it. So um, when we talk about Mr. Patrick Wisdom, um, Mr. Wisdom has a lot of wisdom. Um, not to be corny. He has uh, knowledge at first base, third base, and outfield. Uh, wisdom is only 46% owned. He's been solid this year. You know, he's had his down down months and whatnot. Like right now, his batting average isn't the greatest. Um, you know, over the last week, he's batting 200. Over the last two weeks, 154. But the counting stats are there, right? So last week, five runs, three bombs, six ribbies, a stolen base. That's where it counts right now, right? So he's somebody that you want to scoop up as producing the counting stats. Yes, he's on the Cubs. But at the end of the day, who cares? Because he's putting up the stats for you. You got to ride that wave with this one and just kind of like take it to the hole and do whatever you can to manufacture this championship. This is all it is. It's just this week. So, you know, let's take it, let's knock them out of the park, and let's let's bring that championship home. Yeah, the, one of the big reasons I put Patrick Wisdom on the show today is because of who he finishes up against. It's six for, from September 30th through the last day on October 5th. It's six games straight against Cincinnati. So if there's any team that you can go out there and beat up on, it's uh, Cincinnati. And Patrick Wisdom, you know, um, since, um, t- since September 21st has uh, three bombs. Uh, what is that? Five runs, uh, six RBIs and a steal. So he is heating up a little bit. It's mainly for power, though. Um, you know, Patrick Wisdom can hit a lot of bombs, and especially against Cincinnati. Those last three games in since are in Cincinnati. So, you know, a great park to hit in, great pitchers to hit home runs off of. Uh, I think Patrick Wisdom can really contribute uh, to your team down the stretch. As Matt mentioned, he's uh, eligible at uh, three different positions, and he is 46% owned, so you can get him in about half your leagues. Let's wrap up the, the hitter segment with uh, somebody I was really high on, you know, coming into the year, and he had his up and downs, you know, a lot of, you know, good stretches, you know, battled injuries, but he's back. He's back on the big league team. That's Juan Yepes, also eligible at first third and outfield. He's heating up here a little bit over his, um, you know, since he's come back on September 21st, uh, he's got a hit in every game besides one. Uh, and he's got two hit games since September 23rd. One of those games was on September 23rd itself. Went two for five, two runs, a bomb, an RBI. Uh, Juan Yepes is just somebody that I really, I really love. And if he wasn't battling the injuries the way he did this year, and if the Cardinals didn't have the best farm system in the league, probably would have played a little bit more. On the year, Yepes has 227 at-bats, 27 runs, 12 bombs, 28 RBIs, and he's hitting 260. He's only owned in 7% of league. So you can get him in even in your deep leagues right now. I don't know if he's going to play every day, but he's got good matchups, you know, to finish out the year. You know, he plays Pittsburgh a bunch. So that's a great team to go out there and hit against. And it's at home in uh, St. Louis. So I think Manya Pez might be the guy at the bottom as far as waiver wire bats go. But you can go out there and uh, pretty much snag him in every league that, you you know, you play in. <laughs> I mean, so the beauty of it is too, right? 
Cardinals are pretty much in the playoffs, right? They're they're pretty much locked. So there's going to be opportunity to play this week, which is a real benefit. And since he plays three positions, there's going to be a lot of avenues this week. Like, for instance, Arenado's probably not playing that much, right? Goldie's probably not playing that much. That's first and third. So there's an avenue to play over this next week that's going to be good, especially going into that weekend when they're trying to rest him. You know, and he's got the talent. So this is somebody that can actually be more, more valuable this week than any other week possible over the last couple because it's actually some avenue to play. Um, you know what? He's coming out and he's putting up some numbers with like Don. I don't even need to read it off again, but he, he's putting up numbers and I think he's going to be able to win you that championship. So honestly, I mean, you say he's probably not the highest one. In my opinion, he actually might be, okay. um, you know, because he's going to have that playing time now. You know, do you really think Arenado's playing past, past tomorrow? Or you actually got a good point there, brother. You do. You do got a good point. You do got a good point. So, I mean, and he has all the upside in the world, to be honest. And I'm going to roll with him. Honestly, out of all these bats, it really just goes Oscar Gonzalez and then Yeps and then Seth Brown and Wisdom in that order. Um, I, I agree. You're not wrong. Because, I mean, shoot, Yeps was killing in the beginning of the year, and I think that there's actually a lot of that. Yeah, I, I think even going into next year, if he does have a, a spot, regular playing time, another guy that's young, I believe Yepes is only 24 as well. Let me just double check myself again because I once again just got to make sure we have the right information for you guys here. Uh, and he was a darling of the Arizona Fall League. Um, that's the you know the league that the teams like get, get a lot of their young guys into. You know, playing before spring training starts. Yes, Young Juan Yepes is a uh, 24 years old there. So let's move into our closers. I think we'll start off with uh, Mr. Dylan Floro. Once again, guys, these are going to be guys that we've kind of spoken about a bit over you know the last couple of weeks because there's not there's not too much changing right now in the closer situation. So once again, Dylan Floro actually been pretty good down the stretch. If you listen to us and picked him up, he's got a back-to-back saves on September 23rd and 24th. Numbers look great for him on the year too. And he's closed, he's closed a bunch before, um, you know, I believe last year for the Marlins, 48 innings for Floro, seven saves, one win, 41 Ks, three, one seventy RA and a 112 whip. Floro was only owned in 14% of leagues. Now they get the Mets in Milwaukee. So who knows if they're going to be able to stay in those games or not? Um, probably not. But if they do and they're close, um, you know, if they do win, it's probably going to be close. Floro will go out there for the save. So, you know, he's available. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Floro is one of those dudes where you kind of just, you know, take your shot. You know, yeah, pretty I mean, much. And for this episode, there's a trend, right? I mean, you don't know if the main, you know, if guy's going to get the starts, but he may, he's probably going to. So, you know, you may not have your closer all weekend. They may not run him out there because they're going to be saving his arm for the playoffs as well. Yeah. So he's another one you kind of want to scoop up. But uh, let's move on there. I don't really, you covered everything there. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go with Mr. Finnegan. Um, he, uh, Mr. Kyle Finnegan of the Washington Nationals, about 37% owned. He, he got 1K last week, but I mean, hey, it's the, it's the Washington Nationals. He's more of a dart throw, but at the same time, the opportunity is going to be there. And then this is actually the time of year where, you know, they're going to roll them out there and other teams aren't going to play their guys, right? Whereas Washington sucks. So, you know, who are they playing over the next couple of days? This will really tell you. Atlanta. And yeah. Philly. So over Atlanta, they pretty much are about to lock up, lock up the wild card. I think Phillies are probably out. Um, no, I think, they, I think the Phillies are in there. I think they're still in there in that last spot. I think so. Let me see here. Um, because the thing is, going up against Atlanta, for instance, 
Yeah, obviously they're going to win, but most of their games, if they pull out most of it, they're pretty much chilling. But what I could see happening is they're not playing all their guys every night, and they're able to keep it close, and he might be able to sneak out a save for you. But uh, let me pull up this playoff stats real quick. Wild card. Yeah, Philly still got that last wild card spot. They're still in there. Milwaukee's chasing them down, but you know they're they're still in there. <laughs> no, no. So, so Atlanta's plus twelve. Yeah, okay. Atlanta's Atlanta's locked. Right. So over the next four days, before they play Philly, there is a strong opportunity that they're not going to play their guys. And why would they? So the games could be close, and then he might they might be able to snake out a win. So I strongly feel that like you know what, this is probably actually a solid ad yeah. because. They're actually going to be in the game this week for once. You know, if this was any other week term baseball, this would not be a good ad at all. But for this specific purpose and this week specifically, he is a good ad. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in and just say Finnegan's numbers on the year are pretty good. So at worst case scenario, he's not going to kill you anywhere. Uh, Finnegan on the year, 62.2 innings, five wins, 11 saves, 67 Ks, 373 RA, 1-1-5 whip. Finnegan's only owned at 37% of league, so you can get him almost everywhere right now. And as um, you know, as Matt said, against Atlanta, might have a chance against the Phillies. You know, who knows? Because the Phillies still out there fighting for their lives. But um, we we're telling you here, there's not too much you could do as far as the closure department goes at this time in the year. You know, it's just really, really tough. We'll wrap it up with one, you know, last guy who's not on a great team, but he's out there getting the opportunities. That's uh Brandon Hughes of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, once again, we kind of talked about all these guys, you know, here, so I'm not going to go too crazy in depth. Um, um, you know, they get the Cincinnati Reds, as I mentioned earlier, you know, so it's uh, six straight games against Cincinnati for the Cubs. So might be able to pull out a couple of saves for you there. You know, he was on the year. Once again, he's not killing you anywhere. He's 17 percent owned, get him pretty much everywhere. Huge numbers on the year are 54 innings, two wins, seven saves, 64 Ks, three, one, five ERA and a one oh seven whip. So, you know, if, if you need need to finish off with a couple of saves, you know, Hughes might get the opportunity. And the way things look, you know, with those last uh, few games against um, Cincinnati, could sneak in a few saves. Once again, Brandon Hughes, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I'm Philly's known the choke this time of the year, not talking, you know, crap on, on the local team. They are known to blow it, and every Philly fan will say it. That's why they haven't made the playoffs in the last five years, um, which is actually a bananas um, thing. But, um, you know, where they are playing the Phillies this week, and – you know, they could shoot themselves in the foot. He might actually be able to snag a save or two this week. So let's see what happens. It's definitely worth an end. Yeah, uh, guys. And uh, with all that being said, we're wrapping up here. This is actually our last episode of this format. So no more, you know, no more waiver wire and all news and stuff like that. Uh, we have one last episode, you know, for you guys, we might drop a little something in November. We probably maybe one or two in December, but you know, when, when things really start ramping up, probably I'd say after the Super Bowl is when we're really going to get back into, you know, our routine of, uh, you know, this type of show, but, uh, next Thursday, we will do a wrap up show of, you know, um, 2022, probably fantasy MVP, Cy Young, rookie breakout, stuff like that. And then we might throw in a short, short 2023 preview, but once again, I know we, uh, if you listened all the way to the end last week, you know, we'll kind of do something similar this week. We just appreciate, we really appreciate everybody who's been a fan, who's commented, who's liked, who's uh, reposted or done anything that helped the fantasy MDs. It's truly, truly an honor and a pleasure to be here doing what Matt and I love most. Uh, you know, well, we love, we love some things more than this, but you know, as far as uh, leisure activities, this is one of Matt and I's favorite things to do. And uh, we really, we really, you know, just like appreciate you guys, the fans, uh, for, you know, helping the MDs get to where we are now. Uh, Matt, my brother, you know, I know you want to chime in here. So uh, talk to the fans. Yeah, I mean, I just, again, thank everybody, just like Dom did. Um, it's been a great season. Um, 
hopefully next year you guys get to go through the draft process with us, our pre-draft stuff. Yeah. Last year, you know, I dropped the ball. But this time you're going to be able to find us. Um, and if you and, and I know we're a hidden gem, but, you know, really tell your friends. I know you really don't like to share yeah. the information, but share us so we can keep going and keep providing you with this information. It's something big. It's something that we need to grow our following because, you know, we can only justify it to our significant others for so long before they say we need to start. Uh, yeah, you know, big facts. <laughs> yeah. Start, start doing some things for us. So, you know, let, let's uh, let's help grow this community and, um, you know, allow us to help you guys get them MD championships. But with that being said, you know, thank you, everybody. Um, good luck this weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.